21 to 7 at Newstalk ZB. Got research from Niwa and Auckland University showing there are now more than 400,000 homes across the country in areas prone to flood. Put it another way, roughly 12% of residential buildings, about half in Auckland and Canterbury. Wellington, Waikato, Bay of Plenty also have their share. Chair of the New Zealand Planning Institute, Reginald Prophet, is with us at Newstalk ZB this morning. Morning, how are you? Uh, good, thank you. This doesn't sound very good to me. How did we get here? Yeah, it's it's not it's not good, and there's a number of factors in terms of the leading to this um, this situation. You know, um, past decision making based on information available, but also uh, inability to adapt um, and to forecast really what's happening, what's coming to us in terms of climatic change and and, and weather events. Are these places that have been built recently, say in the past couple of decades, that simply shouldn't have been built, or long-established properties that have been encroached on? Yeah, I think that's the interesting aspect of this report. It provides a really useful insight into that risk profile that we've got with our residential development portfolio um, that actually spans, um, as it says in the report, since 1960 through the 1980s. But also we need to note it's still continuing in terms of the uh, pressures that we're facing in regards to uh, urban development and housing supply. So uh, what's the the actual answer to that? Uh, Are we looking at a stock of older housing that now is in places we deem to be vulnerable to flooding? Or are we talking about planning that should never have been granted, as the Auckland Mayor has said in the past? Well, look, we can't go back and in terms of undoing those decisions. And those decisions are based on information that was available at the time. What we're dealing with is a greater um, greater awareness of what's coming at us in terms of climatic change. Mm-hmm. Um, and look, there's an area that we're needing to, um, that is definitely identified with the resource management reform um, that's currently underway um, with um, the Natural and Built Environments Act. But I think the important aspect of it, alongside the Spatial Planning Act, is the Climatic Change Adaptation Act that's, that's there. That needs to really set strong and clear direction in regards to how we manage manage this going forward in regards to new development but also empowers planners um, in, re- in, in, in regards to um, what we do with existing housing stock in those flood prone areas. Okay, 400,000 residential buildings, an awful lot uh, considering that we're uh, delivering about 50,000 consents for new ones at the moment. How, how soon are we going to lose those? Are, are they going to have to be abandoned? Yeah, and that's the interesting aspect of it. The report, as I as I read it, um, delves into those houses that are um, that, that are actually located in behind flood protection works as well. So it's not just those in, that are immediately um, experiencing flood hazard risk right now, but those where there is a residual risk in in regards to um, if there is failure in terms of those structures, which also needs to be accounted for. Can so you I give me timeframes at all, Reginald? Um, well, the, um, that's something that the New Zealand Planning Institute's been um, advocating to um, central government in regards to the release and, and the de- sorry the development and the release of the Climate Change Adaptation Act. It needs to happen alongside the two other pieces of, of legislation that's being um, progressed through uh, uh, through the government at the moment. At the unfortunately, this Climate Change Adaptation Act is it seems to be held back. Uh, and, and in terms of the ability to deliver that. So timeframes um, in terms of that act, I can't give you that. And timeframes in terms of how we go, um, that 
in regards to how we're going to get this housing stock into into a better situation. That's what I want to that, know. That, yes, please. Yeah, that's going to take that's going to take a long time. We're not just dealing with houses; we're dealing with the infrastructure associated with those houses. We're dealing with people's associations with those those houses, and and you know their, their lived memory in regards to their 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 affinity to those places as well. So yeah, it's going to take it's it will take time and. Yeah, reality is the insurance people um, are not really interested in that airy fairy stuff, are they? They're they're upfront about it, and they say they're just not going to cover some areas going forward. What's our answer to that? Yeah, and that's why we need to take action now. We need to get in there in terms of giving clear direction from a central government um, from central government area, but um, that empowers us to be able to be very very strong in, in regards to this because there's multiple pressures coming on um, our planners and, and, and central and sorry local government in regards to you know a response to this housing supply issue so we, we need to get in there now make sure that we uh, um, we put the right mechanisms in there to, so that we get development but in the right places not in the wrong places all right thanks so much uh, Reginald Prophet who is chair of the New Zealand Planning Institute. What I'm uh, really looking for, what I'd really like, and I'm sure uh, a lot of others would really like, is something a bit specific, eh? Uh, where we can say we've, we've got to um, accept that we're going to lose 10,000 this year or 10,000 next year or something along those lines, just so we can get our heads around what's actually going on. It is all still a little bit eerie-fairy, isn't it? But it doesn't look so good. For more from the Mike Hosking Breakfast, listen live to News Talk ZB from 6am weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.